It's time for the weekend edition of the Wrestling Perspective Podcast over at WrestlingPerspectivePodcast.com. Say that three times fast. Today, it's myself, Dennis Farrell, and you know him from the blog from the Wrestling Perspective Podcast, Sharpshooter Steve Sharp. What's up? It's a, it's a good day to be alive, man. All right, you know... You 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 that's show not, that's not as catchy as you know how, how should go ahead how should go ahead yeah. yeah it's a good day to be alive you show up to my house snazzy jacket uh, pad paper you've you you've got notes you're hosting this podcast I'm sitting back I'm the guest you're the host today we're gonna flip it around huh yeah all right yep okay. I might put the mic closer to your face, but other than that, you know, just yeah. Well, since, since I'm can, the lead guy, then, yeah. does that mean I get to I get to gloat about all of the uh, everything the correct you, predictions? You're that the host made. today on the, and and by the way, from here on out, Steve and I will be doing the weekend version of this. Probably will drop either late Saturday night, early uh, late Friday night, early Saturday mornings. But from here on out, give or take a week here and there, because summer and golf and life. We'll be doing this regularly. Three things that we like better than podcasting, summer, golf, and life. Yes. <laughs> them women. And women. Them yeah. women. Four. Four things. Yes. Four thing. and, yes. and beer. Yeah. Beer. Five. Five. <laughs> so, yeah. We got our priorities straight. So, host. Okay. Well, hey, let's get into it. We've got WrestleMania. Thanks for letting me on the, the show. No, Dennis, <laughs> thanks for, thanks for uh, you know, showing up in your, in your basement here today. Thanks. Uh, we got WrestleMania coming. We got a couple of what I would call insignificant pay-per-views coming up because are you you excited about wrestlemania because this is the first time in a long time where i'm almost ho-humming through it like ah you you go through the steps i'm not jacked up yet for wrestlemania maybe that will change as we get closer but right now to me it just doesn't feel like a good build-up see i'm i'm an old school guy so i i remember the days of four pay-per-views a year and i remember when you used to go from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania, and nothing was in between other than the TV shows. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I'm excited about WrestleMania. I'm not excited about uh, Fastlane. I'm not excited about the Elimination Chamber because those are just a couple of shows that they're just filling in gaps. But nothing, and we've seen it in the past, nothing that they're going to do at these shows is going to blow us away as far as what the WrestleMania card Will be. I will they say could, but I don't think so. I'll say this about Elimination Chamber: what they've done this year with the pay per view and in surprising us with adding the was it the seventh guy or something like that now, and the way the Finn Balor match ended on Raw with a with Rollins, I was a little excited about that. I thought, wow, this is you know we, the Dusty Roads finish right there. But I was a little bit excited going for the Elimination Chamber with what could happen there. Yeah, it's. Um, but we know what the outcome's going to be. We, we we pretty much know, or we think we know what mm. the outcome is going to be. And I I think WWE always gets into this. They get into this mindset that like, well, you know, it's going to be Nakamura and Styles at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So let's have a match at Fastlane where, well, we'll put uh, you know we'll put Kevin Owens in the match. Oh well, that's not believable that he's going to. Okay, well we'll put Kevin Owens and Sammy's. Oh well, that's not believable. So let's. And they keep throwing guy after guy, and I think that's what they're doing at the Elimination Chamber. Is it's kind of a foregone conclusion that Roman Reigns is going to win. So it's like, well, what if we throw seven guys in there? You know, well, what what if we throw, what if we throw twenty seven guys in there? Right. At, at what point do we think that Roman Reigns isn't going to win? We still think he's going to win, and so they're almost turning these things into like small battle royals just to. 
just to kind of throw us off the track to the obvious that, I mean, is it, it, to me, it seems pretty obvious. It's going to be Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. It's going to be AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. I think one in a, once in a blue moon, they, they need to throw us a wrench. Not because of an injury, but you, you, you set it up for X of Y. Let's just say AJ and Nakamura. Not that it's going to happen or I want to see it, but promote it, promote it, promote it. And like the pay-per-view before WrestleMania, you have one of the two switch out. You know, just a shocking AJ Styles loss or a Nakamura loses it or they strip. It's just something to throw us off the scent because when you start WrestleMania season, it seems like after the first two pay-per-views in WrestleMania season, the Royal Rumble, you already know what half that pay-per-view is going to be for WrestleMania. So there's nothing exciting going forward for that person. I agree. And that's and that's always been one of the drawbacks to me of the Royal Rumble is that they've tied the winner of that match into the mm-hmm. WrestleMania contender. And so right off the bat, it eliminated. I mean, when you think about it, we, we watched the Royal Rumble together and we had 30 people in the Royal Rumble. Legitimately, were there more than three people that you could see winning? I mean, you know, no. you know Bray Wyatt's not going to win. You know, I mean, it was kind of cool seeing Rey Mysterio come out. But, you know, Rey Mysterio's not going to win. And Dolph Ziggler comes in at number 30. He's not going to win. Boy, they dropped the ball with that whole Dolph Ziggler thing. I, yeah, I, I don't even... You know, to be honest with you, Dennis, it's not even worth our time to talk about it. It's no. a, He laid the title down. He went. He took a small vacation, and then when he returned from vacation, now I'm supposed to think that Dolph Ziggler wants to main event WrestleMania? When I've heard this before. Yeah. So... Um, there was nothing interesting there. I was excited when he came out late, thinking, is this this Dolph Ziggler push we've been waiting for? You know, he lays it down, he wins the Rumble, he starts talking about, see, I'm deserving, and none of that happened. See, but, you know, we, we, we say we like to look on this show, we like to look forward and not mm-hmm. back. So so let's play Dolph Ziggler out to his conclusion. Is he going to wrestle AJ Styles at WrestleMania? No. No. Okay. So is he going to recontend for the title that he just gave up? No. Let's assume for a second he does. Are you really going to give me Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler at WrestleMania and think I'm supposed to? I saw that all summer long. Right. So where where exactly does Dolph Ziggler fit into a program where I should be excited about it? Best case scenario for Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler is also the worst case. Uh, Andre Giant Battle Royal or pre-show match? I, I agree. I think right now, even the pre-show, I, I, I think he's one of your 20 guys in the Battle Royal. I don't. I don't see yeah. any. I just there's there's so much going on in a show like WrestleMania that I think these fringe guys. I here I, here's what I would have done was Dolph Ziggler instead of laying the belt down in the ring, win the U.S. title, leave, and don't show up for six weeks. Yeah, I mean and just like and so and have everybody on the show. Well, where's Dolph Ziggler? Where's the U.S. title? And then he comes back six weeks later after you've had this tournament and you've crowned another U.S. title holder. Now he comes back and he says, "Oh yeah, I was on vacation, and here's my belt, and you guys never beat me for that." And- That's that would have been logical, honestly. Yeah. You, you, if you go by the the fake WWE rule book, that title only has to be defended once every thirty days. I'd love to have seen him not show up for twenty two days. They start to panic, hold a, ter- a tournament for the new one on the twenty ninth day. He <laughs> shows up and be like, "Whoa, rule book right here." See, that would have been great. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, something, 
You know, but even that 30 days, I mean, even on TV, we just had the Alexa Bliss thing where she comes out and says, why do I have to defend my title if Brock Lesnar is not defending his? And they say, well, you haven't defended the title since right. whenever. And it's like, well, wait a minute, that's longer than 30 days. So is that rule in place? Is it not in place? You know, I mean, it, it's only there when it's convenient because Brock Lesnar wrestles four times a year. And yeah, he's been. What is it? Two years now? Three years? I mean, he's been the he's yeah. been the champion forever. It seems like. I mean, he's he's they've never taken it off of him by pinning him. So I mean, it's just other than Goldberg. Let me ask you this, because news has come out. Start after WrestleMania, they're going to get rid of the dual brand or the uh, solo branded pay per views, which are great. Now we go back to one pay per view a month, which is amazing. Thank God, I was. Mm-hmm. It was rough trying to justify watching Raw, SmackDown, and two pay-per-views, and then whatever wrestling you see in between that. I, I'm really excited, and I hope they get rid of the dual brand altogether. I, I agree. It just, it, it, it works when it's a separate company. You know, I mean, yeah. back in the, I mean, I'm, I grew up through the NWO days, and that worked because that was WCW versus WWF. And you knew that one company was trying to put the other out of business. Mm-hmm. But these guys, they're all together. I mean, they're, if you go to the website, they're all on there. So all this is is just, it's two shows. But they're all working. They're all receiving a paycheck from the from the same guy that signs the checks. So it, it's really, it, it, there's, it doesn't build any animosity between the two. All it is is two different shows. And I think you could pull off exactly the same thing. By simply saying, look, if you see John Cena on Monday Night Raw, you're not going to see him on Tuesday Night SmackDown. Or vice versa. If he's on, you know, and then you can advertise one for the other. You switch them back and forth so, as the weeks yeah. go. So that way, you know, and, and you can have guys that, you know, AJ Styles primarily shows up on Tuesdays, but it doesn't preclude him from showing up on Monday if you wanted to have him in a program with somebody that's primarily on Mondays. And you do that, you have to unify three titles. I, you should unify all the titles at once. The, the, well, the, I, yeah, I mean the championship, yeah. the tag team, and the women's. Yeah, because you'll still have the intercontinental. Although, I, I think you could you could probably merge the U.S. and intercontinental titles I if think you wanted you, to. I think you do this: you get rid of the U.S. title altogether, and you turn it back into the old, you know, WCW television title. You don't have to see it on the pay per views, but you it, it's. Every week mm-hmm. on television. It's almost like the Hardcore Championship every week. I would much prefer that, where you have a TV title, and mm-hmm. it only it's it's only defended on television. It doesn't get defended at a pay-per-view. Yeah. It's defended on TV. You could use it as a main, you could use it as a main event title on, on one or both shows every week, and you don't have to see the main event title, the world or universal, defended on TV. Because yep. I... It, the one thing they got right with Brock was him not defending it every week. The one thing they got wrong was him not showing up for two or three months at a time. Yeah, I agree. And and you're seeing them start to figure that out with Asuka, too. Asuka mm-hmm. all of a sudden isn't wrestling on TV be- or as frequently because it's a bigger deal if you have to pay to see it. Well, let's talk about Asuka. You've got sure. some Asuka stuff. Well, you know, Asuka technically has not named yet who she's going to fight at WrestleMania. So Does it matter to you? Well, it does only it doesn't really matter to me other than I don't see anybody I don't see anybody on the Raw show since she's just beaten Bailey and Sasha in in back-to-back weeks. I don't see where I don't see where that is really 
providing much challenge to her anymore. Mm-hmm. Nia Jax is the one person out there that I think that they're trying to build up. But I, I've got a, I've got, a, you know, how I love my conspiracies with wrestling. I'm listening. I think this all ties into Ronda Rousey. I don't think that they quite know what they have in Ronda Rousey yet. Inter- so, interesting. Here. So I think I think that what they're doing is they're because Oscar hasn't announced who she's going to fight yet. I think you could see Ronda Rousey in a singles match with Charlotte. I don't think they're going to go Ronda Rousey and Oscar. I think that's your big one a year from now. But I think if Ronda Rousey is ready, then she's going to fight for a title. If she's not ready, she's going to fight in some sort of a tag team match, which seems to be the direction they're going. And at that point, I don't think Asuka and Alexa Bliss really moves the needle. I think you're going to see Asuka step up and say, I'm challenging Charlotte. I think they're waiting. The reason why Asuka hasn't announced yet is they're waiting to see what they really have in Ronda Rousey and and where that program is going to go. And that and that's why I think I think Oscar she has hold, held off the whole time about who she's going to fight because the only the only women's match that really would be a WrestleMania moment would be Oscar and Charlotte. I mean even I mean I even Nia Jax she beat Nia Jax in NXT. Uh, I've seen Nia Jax tap out to the bank statement on regular television. Yes. So Nia Jax to me still. Unless you want to put Nia Jax over Alexa Bliss and give her the title, I just I don't see Nia Jax. She's kind of the she, Nia Jax is the female Big Show. I agree. She's giant and she comes out and she smashes everybody. But then when she finally gets that opportunity, mm-hmm. the she loses. Here's my thought. I think you're right. I, I think you're a hundred percent right. Where. They, she's training every day right now, Ronda Rousey, at the training center. And they're trying to figure out what they have. Now, they could get away They could get away with a squash match with Alexa Bliss. If they put Ronda against Alexa Bliss, the only problem is then you will have two alpha females, and both of them deserve to be on Raw. You're not going to pay Ronda Rousey all that money to be on SmackDown if they continue the brand. I agree with that. And, and it, you didn't build Asuka up to be on SmackDown. You, I agree with that, too. And I don't know if Asuka would really... I think I think it would all lead into them splitting these brands up. Yeah. That they're just... They're starting to dissolve those lines. But, I mean, you've got... I mean, Charlotte and Becky Lynch... Eh. I could, that for a WrestleMania, I mean, it'd be an entertaining match. I'm just saying for WrestleMania, I don't know if that. I mean, you look at what we've done the last couple of years, where you know you had you had Lynch and Flair and mm-hmm. Sasha, and you know you had those people wrestling against each other for the title. And it's are we going to have two title changes at WrestleMania for the women's title? That's that's essentially what we're looking at, right? Well, I mean, a lot of that depends on on who's. I mean, I think I think whoever Oscar wrestles, she's going to win. It has to be, even if it's Flair. Even if it's even if it's Charlotte, because Charlotte Flair's been beat before. Because you got two ways of thinking with Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair might be good enough to get a good match out of Ronda Rousey, which protects Oscar, because Oscar will destroy both those. Now. Ronda may not be good enough, but she could have a squash match versus Alexa Bliss, which we would all still believe. Let's, let's, you know, you you give me an MMA person against Alexa Bliss, there's no way she's going to survive it. 
So maybe you go that route, but you're not protecting Charlotte Flair either way. Either way, Charlotte Flair has to lose. And either way, you're not going to tell me Alexa Bliss can be either one of those two anyways. And you're not going to end Asuka's streak right the second before she gets it. You know, she could be the next Undertaker streak if you think about it. I agree, and and really, I I'm not I'm not sure Ronda Rousey signing with WWE is good for them long term because it's a lot better than Gronkowski. It, it is, but I mean, you think about I mean, this is a Ronda Rousey is a professional fighter. Mm-hmm. All right, and even though she lost her last couple of matches, we've all seen her. Dismantle somebody in 15 seconds, putting them in the armbar and making them tap out. So, you know, in, but in the wrestling world, sometimes these people get in these holds and you get in the figure eight and sometimes they tap out right away and sometimes they don't. They fight to the ropes. Am I really supposed to believe that if Ronda Rousey, that three years ago was the world's most dangerous woman three years ago, and now I'm supposed to believe that like if she puts the armbar on Sasha Banks, that Sasha's going to drag her to the ropes and get a break? I disagree with you, and here's why. I think you add her adds legitimacy now to this women's division. You have a women's division that has, what, three MMA ladies already in it? I mean, Ruby Riot, I think, was an MMA girl. Maybe, maybe not, but she looks like one. Uh, you have the girl in NXT. Shayna Baszler. Yep, and they brought the other one up in SmackDown, right? Am I correct with... Uh, uh, Sonya Deville. Yeah. yeah. So yep. you've got three MMA ladies. You have you add another one with Ronda. The women's division goes from being diva. Let's be honest now. There are still signs of the old diva division inside the women's division. You change the name, but you still have the pretty blondes and the mm-hmm. flips and twists. And you bring in a Ronda Rousey, which we all know it's fake and it's entertainment, but... I don't care what happens to her as long as there's a good, fun story being told. And I like the fact that now that they're adding some muscle into this division. I do, too. And I I, I would like to see them pairing up Ronda Rousey with Shayna Baszler and Sonya Deville and just ha- kind of have them do a little NWO thing on the entire women's division. Both shows, they walk out in, in their tap-out t-shirts yeah, see? and they just waste people. I, I said that on a podcast many months ago that you need you could bring back the NWO women's only. You know, yep. and and beat up both divisions and everybody made fun of me for that. But I think it would work. With with what you have, if Ronda Rousey was the leader of the NWO, you could buy it in a heartbeat. It'll be interesting to see what the cause she's supposed to be on Raw from from here on out, which is kind of funny because Originally, we had heard that like SmackDown wanted to bid for her, and mm. then all of a sudden, it was like, "Oh, she's going to be," you know. And now they're promoting her being on Raw on SmackDown, right? And so apparently, they just don't have as much money for the blue brand as. Same thing with John Cena too. He was a free agent. Well, yeah, from week to week, you never know who mm-hmm. he's going to fight for. But uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what direction they go because you is is, is she going to be is she going to be well, is she going to be Braun Strowman on the women's side, where she's just indestructible? Because you've already got At o- first, because you already have Oscar. 
Asuka is Braun Strowman. Asuka is the unbeatable, right. devastating. But you abuser. keep those two as far away from each other yes. because that's next WrestleMania, right? Yep. I mean, but how do you on a show that's only got half the people on? How do you keep them apart for a year? Well, if you if you're gonna bring and you're gonna bring Braun SmackDown together now, you now have such a deeper class of wrestling that she can you can tease it almost like AJ Nakamura and then. Some other thing takes one of their yep. attentions, and and I'm okay with that, because you need to keep these two as far away from possible, but kind of bump into each other every once in a while. WrestleMania, right there, that could you undefeated Oscar versus a beast in, in Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. That's the main event. Let's not kid ourselves. I agree, and I, I'm interested to see how the crowd takes to Ronda Rousey because I hope they boo her. Because she's a she's a heel. She could be the next. She could be the female Roman Reigns, where it's like we know you, and they're just jamming you at us, and 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 I could see I could see them turning. She on her. needs to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. This is this is what I've said before. If you bill her Stone Cold, where she has no friends, she turns on everybody, and she's not a face or a heel. It doesn't matter if they boo her or not. I think if if they want her if they want her over with the crowd. She needs Paul Heyman to be her manager. Mm. Did you hear the rumors of Paul Heyman? I did not. There, there are rumors that if Brock doesn't resign after WrestleMania, they're mm-hmm. going to put uh, Paul Heyman with Roman Reigns. And I disagree with that. And, and here's why. I think the second Brock Lesnar leaves, Paul Heyman leaves. Paul Heyman didn't want to come back. If you hear right. everything he said, they begged him. Knocks him over. They begged him to come back to help Brock Lesnar. He didn't originally come back. So there's nothing in that scenario that makes me think Paul Heyman's sticking around when Brock Lesnar's gone. Well, that's something that has always kind of been whispered behind the scenes is that when Brock Lesnar leaves, Paul Heyman mm-hmm. leaves too. And I, it would be a it would be a shame for WWE because I think he's very talented, and I think that he at this point Brock Lesnar doesn't need Paul Heyman anymore. Brock Lesnar could simply come out, bounce from foot to foot in the middle of the ring, lay somebody out, and walk back. He doesn't ever need to say a word anymore. You're Heyman, right. Heyman enhances that that program and enhances that, that character, but it's established. And here's what scares me. I don't know if Paul Heyman will work with anybody else. Not not willing, but it, it, Paul Heyman's shtick could work for somebody else because if you remember... They tried it one time in the last five years, and it failed miserably with yep. Cesaro. Yep. And they pulled the plug on that so fast. Yeah. I it, his Paul Heyman is at his best when he's representing a destroyer. Mm-hmm. When he can go out and he can boast about some indestructible force. So that really limits you in, in, the, in this day and age of pro wrestling where everybody is 50-50 booking. Right. Except for... Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman, Asuka, and hopefully Ronda Rousey. Kind of Braun Strowman, if you think about it. Braun mm-hmm. Strowman has lost a lot of big matches from a hokey reasons. So, yep. you know, and now you're trying to convince me that Braun Strowman is going after the Intercontinental Championship? That's that's the newest thing out there now. Yeah, I, I mean, Braun Strowman versus The Miz. The problem with something like that is that if you put a secondary title on Braun Strowman, eventually you got to get it off of him. Mm-hmm. Which means you have to have some secondary guy beat Braun Strowman. 
So, I mean, just look at Roman Reigns. and I mean, you know, Roman Reigns has taken losses to The Miz. We're trying to build him up to face Brock Lesnar. And he can't handle he can't handle the Miz and, and two goons. So it's like that and that's the problem with putting that secondary title onto it's the same thing with putting the, the tag titles, if you had the tag titles on Reigns and Rollins, is that eventually you gotta get it off of them. That's why the Miz should have been the world champion right now. Is right now the best all-around wrestler in my mind is the Miz. He's got everything going for him. He, he he's not lying when he says he makes that Intercontinental Championship relevant. He really does. I, I don't know if it's a fact that he's telling us that every week that you start buying in, but it's working. And I feel like he has one really good championship run in, in him. I, you know, not that he's close to retiring, but I can buy him being a, a world champ. Because you don't have to be strong. It can be some Weasley. I like the fact now that they're trying to build him up. He's winning matches clean. That's huge. That that was one of my complaints with you know Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. So, to, to me, the Miz versus Braun Strowman. Miz goes into this championship. Maybe there's a little doubt in your mind. Like, maybe the Miz could pull something off here. So, I, I would believe that more than whatever they're buying with all these guys right now. Yeah, I would have liked... I, I don't... I could see the Miz as the world champion if he had more of a Ric Flair to him. Mm-hmm. If he came out in the alligator shoes and the Rolex watches and and he, and he used to and you know and said, "Hey, I'm an A-lister. I'm the I'm the wheeling dealing, right. you know, and all of that." And and I think that it could have worked better when they kind of had him mixed up with Sheamus and Cesaro, where they kind of could have been the Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, legitimate muscle. Yes, because I. Come on. Well, and and that's the biggest problem with The Miz right now. If you surround The Miz with Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, then I know you're not be, you're not taking him serious. Just no. like I know you're not taking Jinder Mahal serious when you put the Singh brothers around him. Put it, some legitimate guys with him. It, it should have been The Miz, Cesaro, Sheamus, and Curtis Axel as The Miz Horseman. Yeah, or or some sort of a you know some sort of another like a Lex Luger type that's yeah you know a big giant guy maybe you, you could have even thrown like a Jason Jordan in there so you got you've got the Miz at the top of the card you've got the tag team titles and then you've got somebody maybe that's competing for that secondary belt I and, agree and those guys can walk out and then and then you you know the the Miz if you wanted to have a manager i mean i think the Miz needs all the mic time he can get just like the you know jj dillon used to come out and mm-hmm. kind of speak for the four horsemen until they realized that really rick flair was so good on the mic that you know jj's kind of getting in his way even arn anderson and ole anderson were great on the mic yep. so yeah yeah so i i think you could have put something together there but but a lot of times you're you're hampered by who they put with you so you know if you're if, if, if you're paired with the Singh brothers, then that's your level. You know, if you're paired with the Miz-Taraj, that's your level. I agree. And and I think if you if you really want to get somebody over, then you got, you've got to pair them with people. You know, I mean, you, when you look at it like DX and some of the factions that have worked over the years, the reason why DX worked is because they had multiple people in there that were world title contenders, tag team title contenders. And not just a bunch of goofs outside the ring that, you know, flip a pair of brass knuckles in every once in a while. But these guys can actually handle themselves. Right. What What else do we have on your list? Well, you know, we've gone through Oscar. Um, we've 
the the shows the ratings are going down. I actually heard this week that the ratings for SmackDown are lower now as a live show than they were when it was a taped Thursday show. Wow. So there's th- nothing exciting. There's, They've there's, ruined Bobby Roode. Yes. Uh, you know, it, I the only saving grace is I think that maybe eventually we might see a double turn with Roode and Rusev. Bah, it's going to come too late. But I don't know. I mean, Rusev Rusev's good, but I don't know how long that comedy can last. And and Bobby Bobby Roode should have never been different than the guy he was in NXT. I, why they brought him up as a as a good guy blows know. my mind. They should have just said, "Remember Bobby Roode, the guy that was the NXT champion and the and wearing nice suits and." Kind of, kind of Ric Flair of the 21st century. Yes. Why didn't they just bring him up that first day and play his glorious song and let him come out, not in his robe, in but suit. in a suit, and walk out and say, "I'm Bobby Roode. I'm here to win the world title, and you guys suck." Yeah, and that's all you know. And and because whether he's a face or a heel, people are going to sing to that song. Absolutely, they, prove, they proved it in NXT, but now. As a face, I mean, it's just not believable. And now all he is is the song. And so, I mean, you, I don't need to see Bobby Roode in the ring right now. I just need to hear his music. That's it. Uh, you were you were spot on on that too, by the way. Yeah, and and I think you know I, we we've talked about this and the impact of of social media and podcasting. And there's so much content out there now that you know. It, and I had mentioned it to you this week. I had a busy week uh, work wise. I didn't watch Raw or SmackDown this week, and yet I am completely up to date. I mean, I listen to you know Raj and Glenn and and, mm-hmm. and Matt Morgan and and it's and you know so I listen to the Monday Tuesday shows, and it's like I don't feel like I've missed anything, and I don't think I have missed anything. No, I mean nobody you know Ronda Rousey didn't show up, so I didn't miss that, and Oscar didn't announce who she's wrestling, so I didn't miss that, and there's no title changes and. You know, I mean, I can hear from the... If Jason Jordan got hurt, they told me. Yep. Seth Rollins doesn't have an opponent for WrestleMania, they told me. You know, I mean, I hear... I get better information out of listening to the podcast than I do watching the show. And, and I think that there's just... There's so much... It's the same thing with the, with the 205 Live thing. It, it's more than it's more than my brain can handle. I feel bad for 205 Live. You've lost... But essentially, three of your main last main eventers, Austin Aries is gone, Neville is gone, uh, Enzo Amore is yep. th- that division is so depleted, and it's yeah, yeah, okay. So, as we sit here in the middle of February, and we have WrestleMania that's six, seven weeks away, mm-hmm. something like that. Give me a match at WrestleMania that moves the needle for you as a as a cruiserweight championship match. Nothing. Uh, unless you bring Neville back, and you know there's always a chance Neville can come back. Neville, no. Neville, and Mysterio is the only match that I that would interest me at this point because I, I've I think seen you're right. These but, guys. but let me ask you this: Could you talk Mysterio into going to the cruiserweight division? He started out there, but he's been a champion just about every place he's gone now. And to me, it's a slap in the face to go, "Hey, Ray." Why don't you go uh, play with the 205 guys at this point? And it's probably what's keeping... Well, I think it's the same thing with Neville. Mm -hmm. I think Neville looks at it and says, why am I down here with these goofs? I'm this good. I'm so much better than they are. Why am I not up there with Finn Balor? And why am I not up there with 
with some of these guys that aren't weighing in any more than 205. Why am I down here floundering and wrestling on pre-shows? And For the longest you know, time, he was the best champion in WWE. I agree. Neville, Neville sold me. Mm-hmm. I, I was never much of a Neville fan until kind of the evil Neville started working yeah. in, and all of a sudden, you know... I mean, he'd come, you know, Enzo, and I mean, he kind of he he'd start talking the, the a king different of the way. Cruiser, yeah. He was the king of the cruiserweight, and I bought that, and I wanted to see Neville, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed Neville and Aries. I thought that WrestleMania match, which didn't even make the DVD, was an awesome match, one of the best matches of the show, if not the best. I agree. Um, but if you don't have, you know, I mean, there's nobody. TJP, eh? None of none of them. You know, my Gallagher, eh? I mean, even Enzo wore thin quickly. So, he was not great. I mean, I think it's encouraging. They've got some guys down in NXT that that they're trying to build on the on the main level. That I just don't, you know, like a Johnny Gargano and I could buy him. I mean, I could. But I he could needs see a personality. Like that, but you know, he, Johnny Gargano is going to have a feud with Ciampa, mm-hmm. so he's not he's not coming up and wrestling for the title. And I mean, there's a couple of guys down there. Ricochet's down there. I mean, maybe you know, Ricochet, Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, Neville. I mean, it's the only thing that's going to do it for me is if you're bringing in somebody that that you know, like a Neville or a Rey Mysterio. I just there's nobody there. I mean, Cedric Alexander, Rich Swan, none of those guys. And Swan's gone now. Yeah, none, yeah. None, none of those guys do it for me. And they're just because, and the reason why is because Seth Rollins does everything that they do mm-hmm. at 220 pounds. Right. I see that in in the main event matches, so I don't need to watch that. To I don't need to see flippy guys going all over the place because there's flippy guys on the main show. And it's not even great flippy. I mean, it's almost like they put these restrictions on this cruiserweight where it's not the cruiserweights we saw in WCW. It's not the cruiserweights we see in Mexico or Lucha right. Underground. These, It's a very muted cruiserweight division. Well, you know, when, when you talk about like a, like a Lucha Underground or, or, a, or a New Japan show, they are much better at equating movement and and the the flying through the air mm-hmm. and and the speed of these guys they they equate that into damage done on an opponent much better than WWE does i mean you take a guy like ricochet or prince puma you know down in down in uh, lucha and they make it believable that a that a prince puma can go and, and beat some of the big guys that they have down there WWE has never been like that. No, they're not. Ne- they're never gonna. They're never gonna take Prince Puma. They're never gonna take Ricochet and put him up against Brock Lesnar. I mean, and and and, and it's it's that thought process is out there because you've got Finn Balor and you've got the the internet wrestling community that wants to see Finn Balor fight Brock Lesnar. And WWE people will always fight, ah, oh, that'll never be believable because as soon as Finn Balor stands eye-to-eye with Brock Lesnar... But that's the beauty of it. The 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 seeing this little guy up against Goliath yes. is, is the beauty of it. And I can... You know what? I can buy it because here's the one thing WWE has taught me about Brock Lesnar. Anything after seven minutes, Brock Lesnar is trash. I agree, and 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 if they would dedicate themselves to the idea, and they used to, Shawn Michaels was a mm-hmm. little guy, and yet they made me believe that Shawn Michaels could beat Kevin, uh, Kevin Nash. Yep. All right, he beat Diesel. I believe that I believe that the super kick is big enough and powerful enough to knock a seven footer out. 
you just you just show me a a Finn Balor or even AJ. You kind of saw in his match. You just, just pick at him. You, yeah. You know, take a couple big hits, slide out, keep him running, keep him moving, and then you start to sell me on the idea that Brock's running out of gas. Yeah. And anybody can be the big guy when he runs out of gas. And I and 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 it's all in the sales. It's all in the sales pitch from WWE. I mean, you, you take a guy like Stone Cold, probably the most popular wrestler. I mean, he's certainly on the Mount Rushmore with Hulk Hogan and easily. Yeah, he's up there. Stone Cold was never the the physical specimen that Triple H or The Rock were. Um, and it, and it, but. He was believable. He was believable that he was tougher than everybody else Mm -hmm. and that his toughness could prevail over guys that were bigger than him, stronger than him. I mean, he's fighting Undertaker and Kane and guys like that. They're just towered over him. But we believe that he could win. I don't think that any time in the recent past, WWE has ever... I don't think they've ever put anybody out there and said... This guy can beat that guy because he's technically superior and he's quicker and he delivers a different kind of offense. They tried it with AJ against Brock, I think, but it did not get translated well. Well, because at the end of the day, what happened? AJ got all of his offense in, and yet Brock Lesnar was still standing, and he beats AJ with an F5. With one F5. With one F5, and the match is over. Mm. So basically what WWE is saying, this guy here even though he's wearing our championship belt, can put all the offense he's got into our other guy, and yet he can't knock that guy out. And, you know, can you imagine a, a scenario? I mean, can you imagine Shawn Michaels today? Would, would they put Shawn Michaels up against Brock Lesnar today? No. And make and me wonder, believe that Shawn, Shawn Michaels could win. And here's the beauty of it. If you go back to 2003-ish, you know, Brock Lesnar was getting his butt kicked a lot. In, in that WWE era. He he was not the beast incarnate. He was not the unbeatable guy. You, I, I don't yeah. have it in front of me, but you can almost go back and look at his win-loss records in, in the early 90s. Not great. No, he, he took losses. Guys like Kurt Angle beat him back then. And, I mean, you had... There, there's just... It, it's kind of funny because if you look back to the Hulk Hogan days, mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan was only challenged by... Andre the Giant and Ultimate Warrior and Macho Man Savage and guys that physically looked like they could match up with Hulk Hogan. Right. And then they kind of they moved into the Attitude Era, and all of a sudden it was it was the Bret Hart's and the and the Shawn Michaels and guys like that. And it's like, hey, these little these littler guys can win. You know, Chris Jericho can beat The Rock. Chris Jericho can can win the world title. And people really got into it because what it did is it expanded the it expanded the idea that there's more than two guys on this show that can be the world champion. And right now, I think they've kind of swung back in that other direction where, like, if you're not just, you know, if you're not 6'8 and 300 pounds, you can't win. Right. I mean, right now, who are their most believable guys? Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman, and Roman Reigns. Yeah. So I mean they're they're going back to this idea that only the giants. That's why I thought it was I thought it was good when Seth Rollins was the champion, except that they never let Seth Rollins be the champion. It was always he always had to win because Triple H was helping him or he was he was being assisted. And it's like, well, yeah, this little guy's our champion, but it's only because we're helping him out. That makes sense. You're you're absolutely right. 
So uh, anyway, I got another rumor for you that's I'm been listening. floating out there this week as we kind of getting down to the end of our show here. Um, well, we're not we're close to the end of the show. We're nowhere close. We're nowhere close. We still got thirty more minutes. Thirty more minutes. All right. Well, we'll have to go like raw and just extend it out <laughs> indefinitely. Can we? Can we add the extra eight minutes before we? Uh, yeah. Before we go off the air. What, what are we? What are we talking here's, next? Here's the new rumor. Uh, Bill Goldberg might be making an appearance at WrestleMania. How do you feel about that? Well, if I, I don't like it, I didn't like him there last year. Um, I'm. I'm under the I'm under the belief that legends should die. Yes. It, come out, wave your hand, and and we'll you know. But I don't need to see forty five year old Bill Goldberg or however old he is. I don't need to see him come out and compete anymore. And and the rumor is is that he might go into the battle royal, the Andre the Giant battle royal, just to so that battle royal has something because really. To be honest with you, that that battle royal is kind of the dumping ground for everybody that wants to get a WrestleMania paycheck. It's like we don't have anything for you, so everybody go fight everybody, and that's pretty much all it is. Go look. It's the same feeling I have with Undertaker. I do not want to see the Undertaker no, come back. Please no. This this has distorted his legacy in my view. I mean, a lot of people disagree with me. This is not the same Undertaker that was doing the old school move off the top rope or anything like that. It's sad to see him out there hardly moving around and not being very Undertaker esque. He's the, they he he's been around three years too long. That he should have retired with that streak. They should never have ended it. And I wasn't mad that they ended it. I mean, you know the Brock Lesnar thing made sense, but come on. Now, yeah. now he's thrown away his whole WrestleMania legacy, and he's not even passing a torch for anything. I agree. Well, and he could it, it. They had it done right. He lost to Roman Reigns. He left his boots in the ring. He did the wrestling thing and mm-hmm. left his gear there and and walked away and said that's you know giving us the impression that that's the end, which also builds into your WrestleMania program for this year where. You know Goldberg and says I'm the I'm the one in 21 and one or whatever it was a 21 22, uh, but anyway and then Roman Reigns can come out and say uh, I'm the two in 21 and two mm-hmm. and I'm just as you know I beat the Undertaker just like you did and that kind of there now you've got a little bit of back and forth between those two guys because it's now. Roman Reigns becomes believable because he did what you've been bragging about. He did it too. No. And that should have been the end of it. Yeah, but not not even because you're talking about beating an old broken down man. That's Ag- almost agreed. Like, that's almost like here here. And I don't mean this and it's going to sound horrible. That's almost like me putting on my shoes, going down to the VA hall, picking a World War II veteran and smacking him around and then bragging that I beat I beat some military guys. I it's agree. Not the same. I agree, but since they did it, they both did it at WrestleMania, and they're the only ones to do it. They can whether it matters or not. I mean, they can use that where Paul Heyman, because that's always been part of his shtick, is that Brock Lesnar is this devastating beast, and yeah. he's the only guy that beat him. And now Roman Reigns can say, "Well, I beat him too," even though you're right, it's tainted wins because. I mean, you're talking about a guy who fought Hulk Hogan in his prime. I mean, I mean this guy, is, he spanned two decades. I get it. So, 
But it, to, because we like this show to look forward and as opposed to looking back, let's talk about The Undertaker. Let's assume for a second that The Undertaker, Undertaker wrestles at WrestleMania. The rumored match is John Cena. First of all, Dennis, does that do anything for you? Do you want to see John Cena versus The Undertaker? No, not at all. I don't, not that I hate John Cena. I actually kind of like John Cena. I just think, what's the payoff here? Are you going to, are you going to bury John Cena by having The Undertaker beat him? And what does that do for The Undertaker at that point? Nothing. What's it do for John Cena if he beats The Undertaker? Now there's three people that's beat him. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't do anything for anybody. And the Undertaker now, assuming that this is his last WrestleMania, you, is you now can't. going out on three losses. Yes. So I agree with you one hundred percent. What's the and payoff either way? Is there a payoff? Nobody gains. No. Nobody. Either way, if John Cena beats the Undertaker, John Cena is still John Cena, and You're- the Undertaker is now just this broken shell of a man who. I mean, every time he wrestles now, it looks it looks painful. Worse and worse. And and you already had your WrestleMania moment of packing everything in the ring and walking away. Yep. You can't repeat that now. You've told me now that was a lie. He's, I agree. How are you going to give me his retirement moment now? You've, do you think? Do you think this is? Do you think that maybe the Undertaker's not wrestling at all, and they know it, and this is just kind of? I'd be okay with that. The, it, it, you know. I don't know what the payoff is. If you want The Undertaker to show up, bring the American Badass back and let him cut a cool promo. We we don't... Here's the problem with The Undertaker. Don't get me wrong. As a kid, I thought it was cool. As an adult, when you become and you take your gimmick way too seriously, you become that guy. And I think that the fact that he doesn't do interviews and he's the dead man Mm -hmm. gimmick through and through... Until he wants to be the American badass, and that's a whole. T- to, to me, it's all distorted. I don't care. You know, if I would think it would be awesome to see the Undertaker on the pre-show panel for a few minutes or cut an interview backstage, just something. But you're not going to give me that because you're so full of yourself to think that this gimmick is untouchable when you've changed it. Uh, it look at seriously. Look at the Undertaker from when he first came in to where he is now and it's evolved 500 times through and through little sure. things here and there and i'm okay with him surviving the time i'm not knocking that but when you evolve the look and the attitude and then you give me like the american badass character in the middle and then you try to tell me i don't give interviews because i really am the dead man i go come on right because everybody's a character yes we know you're all characters i agree you know? so yeah like we we know that the lightning bolts coming out of the ceiling are not being called down by you. Actually, we're willing to unless buy you're really into caught on fire a little bit, right? Yeah. So, but yeah, I just there there's no payoff there because the under. I think you can leave it right now and just say, you know what, he lost to the best two guys in our current promotion. Yes. And then the under. So the Undertaker doesn't really take a hit. I think now we're at that point where now any more losses that he takes. Really starts to, you know, you look at it, so yeah, yeah, he won 21 WrestleManias in a row, but geez, he lost his last three. You know, I so agree. It's like having the best record in baseball and then getting swept in the World Series. You know, it just, at some point, it, you forget about all the things that happened because you remember how somebody went out. It doesn't do anything for John Cena. No. Nope. Um, and even at this point, putting putting The Undertaker in the ring with somebody from. Somebody that he'd beat, 
So let's say, let's say, you know what, we're going to let him go out on top. We'll put him in the ring and against the Miz or Dolph Ziggler or something like that. Shawn Michaels. I would, I would be excited to see one more Shawn Michaels match. You give me Shawn Michaels that says, you know what, I can do this. I failed twice, mm-hmm. and I see him now starting to break down. And Father Time has got him. I'm, I'm still in shape. I want to start. I want to finish what I started X amount of years ago. Yeah, the only thing with that is then it kind of, I mean, they had great matches. And are you really going to look at Shawn Michaels like, oh, hey, you know what? In the end, you got the, you won the feud because you got the last win. Maybe not. But I mean, it's be, just a couple of grandpas walking out there wrestling at this I point. Think, but, but realistically, he's already passed the torch. Anybody, anybody younger than him beating him doesn't mean anything at this point. Now it's become a common occurrence. If you give me that old school guy who had the the, the chances, the Shawn Michaels, we knew how close he came in those retirement matches and mm-hmm. fell short. If Shawn Michaels came back out and said, "No, nah, no, nah, this ain't done. I got one more left in me," it, this it'd have been huge. I, but it'd be believable because they're two old grandpas, and you have one trying to settle the score or finish what he started, opposed to. If he beats a younger guy, it doesn't do anything for the younger guy. If he, if a younger guy beats him, at this point, it doesn't do anything. They would, mm-hmm. You know what? If Heath Slater beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania, wouldn't do anything for Heath Slater. Seriously. No, it wouldn't. And, that, and that's why, you know, to use like Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker, let, let's look at it this way. If uh, Buster Douglas and Mike Tyson got in a boxing match today and Mike Tyson knocked out Buster Douglas... Would you think to yourself, hey, now he's he's avenged his loss and, and all is right with the world? Nobody would care. No. Because they're they're old, retired guys. And and I think that just the Undertaker at this point, we thanks for the memories. Go into the Hall of Fame, you know, do what you gotta do, be you know, promote the business. What about Undertaker Goldberg? Well, same thing. You made you you tried to make me believe a year ago that Goldberg could beat Brock Lesnar, and he did, and he did twice. And I now, believe. Right and now, I'm supposed to think that Undertaker's going to have a chance. I just wrestling. We know wrestling is fake, right? But you have to the the whole thing. Why it's enjoyable is you have to make me think that it's real and that it's actually happening. Here's though what you're missing from Undertaker Shawn Michaels. It's the emotional heartstring moment. So I think I would just feel bad. I would be like, you know, I hope nobody breaks a hip. I, I get it, but there, <laughs> I, I wouldn't get off on the on the idea of them wrestling again. I would just, oh, man, I hope some, I hope somebody doesn't. But think break of that. There, there's a moment in there where look, we could have said the same thing for Shawn Michaels and versus Ric Flair, you know, in Ric Flair retirement match, right? Mm-hmm. Who cares? Two old guys. But that one moment at the end where, you know, he, he says, I'm sorry, I love you, and kicks him in the face, right? Phenomenal moment. Made that. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you what happened at the beginning, what happened at the middle. I can only tell you that moment. And that moment could be one of the top 15 moments of WrestleManias. Mm-hmm. You can create a moment with Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker in there of something of that magnitude where. You don't have to know what happens through that whole match, but you can't create that moment with a younger wrestler in The Undertaker. That's kind of what I'm... Okay, and I can see that. You know what kind of ruins that whole thing for me, though? What? Raw 25. Oh, absolutely. Because now, my impression of that entire generation... I mean, I saw Scott Hall walk out, and I saw X-Pac walk out, and I thought to myself, 
these guys are half dead. Yep. Kevin Nash can't hardly, I mean, he wasn't even there, but Kevin Nash can't hardly even walk anymore. That that convention, was it the last weekend that I asked you if you want to go mm-hmm. to? I You get there, it was packed, but they had Bruce Pritchard, Eric Bischoff, Booker T, uh, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and uh, Animal. But Scott Hall, just, I... I'm not saying anything. He looks like he's 100. Yeah, but he looked <laughs> drunk there. No, yeah. I'm not saying he, he was. He looked drunk on Raw 25, and I think that this might be his permanent state now. Uh, yeah, but it does. I don't want to see those guys come back because they can't move. Yeah. I don't want to see The Undertaker come back, and I don't want to see Shawn Michaels. But if you're going to force The Undertaker down my throat one more year, to me, the only way you do that is with a Shawn Michaels. See, I, to me, The Undertaker at this point just... Let him do his entrance. <laughs> just play the music. Let him come out. Let him parade and go back in. Let him in. parade and let him go back in. I mean, I mean, it's almost like Bobby Roode. You know, it's like I don't even I don't need to see you wrestle anymore. Just let me sing along with the song. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, as sad as that sounds, but yeah. And, I mean, think about this though. If would you rather if if they were gonna would you rather see Undertaker wrestle in a match at WrestleMania, or if they just advertised. The Undertaker is going to appear at WrestleMania, and he and they play the they play the Dead Man song with all the pyro and the flames going off, and he walks out, and he just does the thing with his hands, and the lights go off, and then the lights come on, and then he just kind of nods his head and walks out. I think pe- people would go crazy just to see the Undertaker. The only way that works is if he's a surprise entrant into the Hall of Fame. Okay, and th- and I'm fine with that. I am too. See, I I am all for certain people, like like Wayne Gretzky. When Wayne Gretzky retired from the NHL, they immediately came out and said he doesn't have to wait the five years. I He's agree. going right. Tom Brady. When Tom Brady retires from football, they should say the day you retire is the day we induct you into the Hall of Fame. And the Undertaker could be the same way. Needs we to be the same way. You don't need to wait. Whatever years they yep, have for you're wrestling. Just, you come out and we're inducting you. You will. You're the first guy of the next class. So no, no brainer. Because the because the Hall of Fame, and that, actually that's probably the best way to do it. The Hall of Fame happens prior to WrestleMania. Right. So you that's could have, Saturday. You could have the Undertaker walk out at WrestleMania. He could just stand there in the ring, and Vince McMahon could come out and say, "Normally we announce our inductees in the month or two leading up." But because of your lifetime, your your work, we are you will be the first nominee or you will be the first inductee in this coming years. You know what I would do if we're fantasy booking? Oh my gosh, this Fan, is fantasy booking the, the Hall, Hall of Fame. fame. Yeah, <laughs> that's, if, that's if I'm sad. if I'm fantasy booking the Hall of Fame, he doesn't even do it on Saturday. He gets his own moment at WrestleMania, the first inductee on WrestleMania night, which could be an honor held for, for almost first ballot Hall of Famers. We're inducting you tonight. Your your speech comes next year. Yeah. But you we're not even gonna have you wait until next year. We're what a just, what a moment. Tonight. What a moment. Yep. And the place would go nuts. Yes. And that would be and you could even have you know, you could even have videos in the back with Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns oh. and guys shaking hands. I mean that's you could make it a year-long thing. That would be your twenty-four-seven show that they do on the network is just you know the induction of the Undertaker. You could That'd make it. Fun. You could make it a whole special. You could call it three sixty-five, where from that moment in the ring at WrestleMania, 
cameras follow him around a year as he gets ready for this major moment. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, and it'll be interesting when he does get indicted. I mean, does he come out and give the speech as the Undertaker, or does he come out and give it as as Mark Calloway? He, and- he needs to be Mark Calloway. <laughs> to to me, you cheat the moment if you mm-hmm. do it any other way. I mean, you look at some of these guys who are out there who ta- who's been indicted, indicted, inducted. But well, we've had those guys too. <laughs> <laughs> but in, inducted, they come out as themselves. Yep. They they have some fun with it. And I I don't want I don't need to see, you know, him be comical or funny, but just come out and be humble mm-hmm. and you know, I this was a gimmick, I bonded with it, it was me. Who inducts him? Kane? You think? Well Paul Bear's dead. I you know, Shawn Michaels think. maybe? It could be. I mean it could be somebody from that era if they if they made peace with Hulk Hogan. Uh, no. Ted DiBiase maybe because Ted DiBiase brought him in originally. I, you know, they're they're Stone so, Cold. Shawn Michaels is a good one. Because, I think Shawn because they had some legendary. Well, think of it this way: what what's the what's the quintessential Undertaker match? When you think of the Undertaker, I mean, you think of Hulk Hogan, you think of Andre the Giant, right? right. But you I think, think of Stone Cold, you think of The Rock. Okay. All right. When you think Undertaker, what is the, what is the you know you got Shawn Michaels and and Bret Hart. What's the what's the quintessential match? I think it's Shawn Michaels. Is it Shawn Michaels? I, to to I mean, me, might have more than one. If Shawn Michaels can have more than one. He was that yeah. good. But I'm t- I mean, really think about the top Undertaker storylines. Stone the, Cold was a big one. I mean, yeah, right? the Ministry. Yeah. I mean, he, maybe Vince McMahon if he's still alive. I was thinking that maybe Vince McMahon himself. Just you know what? This was they've been together for so long. Well, and not only that, this is this is a character unlike any other character. Yeah. I mean, you, you've you had Andre the Giant, which was just, he's just a big guy. But as far as just a created, this guy doesn't even have a name character. I mean, he's only been two people, me, Mark Callis, yeah. and The Undertaker. And I'm not even counting the American Badass stuff, because that was still The mm-hmm. Undertaker. But I mean, like, the number of people that have gotten over simply as their character. I mean, like, the Ultimate Warrior... Got over as the ultimate warrior, right. not as a name, not as a Shawn Michaels or maybe Sting, Sting, um, Undertaker. But, but to that level, yep. those might be the only guys. Yeah, I mean, the, there there are very few guys that that have achieved greatness as a simple character and not as Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, you, there are nicknames, but then there are characters, and I, I think right. the Undertaker is the guy. But we and, could say guys like Jericho and, and Eddie Guerrero, but those were not on the same level as The Undertaker. No, but I think Vince McMahon could... He would be an interesting person to induct The Undertaker because that's his creation. I mm-hmm. mean, the, the Undertaker is not a person. That's a character. And that's Vince McMahon. I mean, to get... Just to get somebody like that over him, you think of all the characters that they've had throughout the years and all of the gimmicks that they've had. Yeah. This this is the gimmick. I mean, you're you're not even really inducting the man. You're inducting the gimmick into the Hall of Fame. I mean, he played the part, but it's not the guy, you know? I mean, it's not like Jake the Snake Roberts where when you induct him into the Hall of Fame... He's Jake Roberts, or you know, it's mm-hmm. or it's Dallas Page, and it's like, hey, we remember you as that guy, but you're just a normal guy. We really don't we don't know the normal guy because he's always the Undertaker. 
It's going to be interesting. What else do you want to talk about? Well, let's just talk. Let's talk a few names because we've got we got. Now we're running low. Now we're running out of time. Yeah, let's talk a few names and where we go with them for WrestleMania because we're assuming that Brock and Reigns are going to fight. We're assuming that AJ and Nakamura are going to fight, and we're assuming that Cena and Undertaker, if they fight, that's who they're they're going to fight each other. All right. So the first one that jumps off the page, because we talked about Asuka and Charlotte, and we really think that that still has to be answered with what kind of wrestling ability Ronda Rousey really has. I agree. I think they're leaving... You can't speculate one way or another right now. They're leaving all of the women open simply because they don't know where Ronda Rousey is going to fit into this. And, I mean, they're going to... I mean, you can you can protect her for four months, really. If you make her... If you squash her versus Alexa Bliss... You can still put the belt on her and protect her and make her a pay-per-view wrestling. And then give her a couple more squash pay-per-view matches. So you can protect her that way if you need to. Well, and they've really downplayed the two titles. And you think, you know, the the whole point with Alexa Bliss is she hasn't wrestled since, what, October? Mm -hmm. And and Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair's tied up in these three-on-three matches, which is a... That's a podcast for another day. If Just one week. if, If for one week... Let everybody fight one on one, please. I'm so tired of the three on threes and the and the five ways for the title and and all that. It's just throwing more people in the ring is cool when it's a battle royal or a royal rumble. But when you throw seven people in the elimination chamber, it's just now it's just another battle royal. This is the same kind of booking at the end of the Attitude Era where they didn't know where they were going afterwards. Yep, and it just seems like you know. Three on threes, triple threats, quadruple threats, you know, all this kind of, we're kind of getting into that booking and it's starting to feel that way. And that's what killed wrestling. Now I'm not saying it's going to kill wrestling for me again, but it just seems like they, they're in the middle of an era right now where there's no definition, there's no stamp personality on it. So you, there's nothing there, but you know, you're just buying your time until you have that special moment to define it. Yeah, and I, and I think you know a triple threat match every once in a great while. If you if you have a feud that kind of you know if you've got The Rock, Stone Cold, mm-hmm. and Triple H all at the same time in their prime, and you you're, you're trading wins back and forth, and these three are feuding with each other, that maybe you can get away with it. But I mean, can you imagine in the days of Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan coming out and fighting three other guys and Hulk Hogan losing his title because somebody pinned somebody else? I mean, it just, Hulk Hogan was the champion. Right. Bruno San Martino was the champion. And in order to beat the champ, you got to beat the champ. You can't pin, you know, you can't pin some flunky on the outside and, you know, and whatever. So anyway, uh, where do we go with what, Braun Strowman? Who does Braun Strowman fight that, that, interests you in the least nothing i i want to see braun Strowman continue doing what he's doing uh i'm a little worried now that they're incorporating some comedy bits into him mm-hmm. that scares me a little bit because you've worked so hard to build him up as a badass and now he's playing this you know you know what was it the the not bass guitar but uh Oh yeah, the the, the cello. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it was cool. If he would have came out with the cello and just hit him and walked away, (laughs) that would have been amazing. But it wouldn't have been for Elias because he'd have probably been dead. Yeah. But I don't want to see comedy out of him right now. Even though he's an amazing comedy guy, 
the second you start adding comedy is the second he becomes a jobber. Mm-hmm. I mean, essentially a jobber. He becomes a big show. Big show, when he was serious, he was destroying people. He even beat Brock Lesnar in 2002, and, yep. you know. But then you start adding humor to it, and it, it, it humanizes you, and they're trying to build him up to be this unstoppable monster. He doesn't have to win the belt to be an unstoppable bouncer. He doesn't have to be the Intercontinental Champion to be an unstoppable monster. Right. You know, as goofy as it seems, I kind of enjoy seeing him do these over-the-top tests of strength. To have him destroy more people and, and you know, go after Brock Lesnar again. Here, but, here's... here's- I mean, and I'm sure this would never happen, but if I was going to book for him mm-hmm. and you want, you know, I, I, so you say, okay, how do we get a This Is Awesome chant for a, Bra- for a Braun Strowman match at WrestleMania? Put him in the 20-man Battle Royal, and the winner of the Battle Royal gets to fight The Miz later in the show. And he goes into the 20-man Battle Royal, and he throws everybody out. I mean, just one right after the... He just starts picking guys up and chucking them out. I mean, it's it's a lousy battle royal because there's no fighting, there's no nothing. He it's just, lousy anyways. He just literally destroys everybody, and then he goes and he beats The Miz in about 10 seconds, and he becomes the inter- Intercontinental Champ. That's the only thing... Yes. It's the only way that I see him... Because, I mean, we've seen him fight Seth Rollins. And you know what needs to happen, by the way? I think you're right. But he needs to take that belt, throw it back onto uh, the Miz, and say, "There's only one belt I want." Well, he he takes that belt and then he says, "I want all the belts. I all want, right. uh, you know, next week I want Cesaro and Sheamus. I'm fighting you. For, I'm fighting you for the tag team champions. I don't even have. A oh partner. my god, that's that's really interesting. And then he, and then, he ta- and then he takes the tag team titles and then he goes and he goes across the other show and he destroys Bobby Roode and then he says Brock Lesnar, I want you, AJ Styles, I want I want all the belts. I, I like I just, it. I want I'm taking everybody out until I have everything. I hate to say it that boy, could you imagine the pay-per-view where he has to defend them all? Uh, you could have you could have the Braun Strowman pay-per-view, Braun Strowman SummerSlam where every match is Braun Strowman. <laughs> He's fighting every match. <laughs> oh, that would be so bad. But, I mean, the first two matches, first three matches might be good. But match number eight, you go, oh, God, this is horrible. Yeah. All right. Um, so so we agree there's really nothing for Braun. No. If, if it's not Lesnar and it's not Reigns, there's really nothing. There's, there, really there's nothing. those three guys. And then even AJ and Nakamura, they're down the list. Yeah. Okay. Next guy, Seth Rollins. Everybody that everybody that we think he's going to get in the ring with is getting hurt. So, uh, you know, there, there's there's no Dean Ambrose now. There's no Jason Jordan. There's no Samoa Joe. Who? Where do we go with with Seth Rollins? He, I thought the logical step would have been, I, and I would have been okay at, with him and, and Roman as tag team champions going into WrestleMania. I thought that could have been kind of cool. Doesn't look like they're going that way. Of course, but you got to keep Roman free for for Lesnar. Yeah. So. I, you know, I'd be okay to see Rollins versus Cena. I think that could be a fun match. That would be a lot better than Cena versus The Undertaker. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know how you do it or what the storyline would be going in or why they would even be, but I think if you're going to give me a marquee match, that would be a really good marquee match. Any possibility that, that Rollins somehow mixes it up with Kurt Angle? 
No. I mean, if you want to play out this son and, you know. You, and you ruined Kurt Angle's return. Could Kurt Angle be Seth Rollins' tag team partner against Cesaro and Sheamus for the titles? I hope not. Once again, listen, we've said this before. You had one real shot at Kurt Angle coming back and making it special, and it should have been at a WrestleMania moment. And then you blow it by making him into the third member of the Shield, essentially killing the Shield in my mind. The Shield and Survivor Series. Yes. It's now it's no more it's now no longer cool to see Kurt Angle in the ring because we've seen it. Yeah, and and it was in a goofy moment. He gets hurt and goes away, and then comes. Stop, guys. Is uh, is Randy Orton going to fight Bobby Roode for the U.S. title at WrestleMania, or is that something that's going to get settled beforehand? I think it'll be at WrestleMania. You, you need another good match. I think that could be a good match, but that's match number two. If that's match number three on the card. If that's the case, uh, with the reception that Randy Orton is getting right now, I mean, the RKO, which I think they should have done. I don't know if you've ever seen this on YouTube where the, the guy is put, and it's Randy Orton jumping off a... Yes. You know, RKOing a cow and jumping off the top of a skyscraper. When people are following, yeah. Yeah, and and just, and all sorts of, they should have just built on that. That's the RKO out of nowhere, is that he just, he RKOs anybody, anywhere, anytime. I'm okay with that. I really felt like he should win a match that way, too. Yeah, so my thought would be, if that's the case and he's getting this kind of crowd reaction, is this the impetus to get Bobby Roode into the heel character which is what he should be anyway. Bobby Roode needs to lose this match in record fashion for that to happen. Not He doesn't need to lose a hard-fought match, but that bell needs a hit. Bobby Roode needs to do his glory sink, turn around, boom, RKO, one, two, three, and he slides out with the bell, and you, you see the change in Bobby Roode. Maybe you do that prior to WrestleMania, so you go into WrestleMania and Orton is the champion? I'm okay with that, too. Okay. I am too. You know, but but he needs to lose it in record fashion for it to make me see him be mad and turn. Because if he fought, loses a hard fought battle, why are you going to turn hill then? You you did your right. best. See, the only thing with Orton and Rude is that we've seen all of their stuff in the ring. I mean, Randy Orton. I mean, they always talk about you know John Cena and the, the five moves of death and Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Randy Orton. I mean, he's got the draping DDT. He's got the RKO out of nowhere. He's got the the snap power slam and you know i mean so randy orton is kind of fits and bobby Roode, technically speaking those two are very very good i'm just i don't know if they're neither one of them seems very innovative in their in their stuff it's, yeah there's there's no it's pretty evolution basic. in them so a match like that really needs to be built more so outside of the ring and in the promos and things like that Roode can do that but only as a heel and orton Orton is tough as a face, yeah. Because you know his his entire thing is the move. I agree. Let me ask you this, and and as we break down WrestleMania in our minds this far out, who has the entrance of the night? Well, if they bring Rusev out in a tank again, <laughs> that would be cool. But seriously, in, um, entrance of the night. Well, there are variables there because if the Undertaker is wrestling, you get the Undertaker. If they do it if right. If Triple H is wrestling, Triple H has always been known to just go nuts over the top with whatever, however right. he's going to enter. Uh, Bobby Roode, Shinsuke Nakamura, those guys made they made their name on their entrances, but probably, I mean, depending on the feud and the level of, I mean, it depends on the level of the match. 
Finn Balor is still coming out as the demon is still probably the most over entrance they have. Um, and, but, and I love the hands, the you know, out of the smoke yep. reaching for them. Yep. The, to, to me, they've not had a good entrance in two years. It seems like they've gotten away from that. I think it, in order... In order for Finn Balor to, to be used to the best of his ability, his match has to be a significant match, and I just don't see I don't see a spot on the card big enough for a WrestleMania demon entrance. Hear me out. Crazy thinking. If you made Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy tag team champions, broken Matt. Uh-huh. Uh, you give them legitimacy working together. I would love to see some sort of angle where those two are trying to vanquish that demon. I mean, we saw it once with Bray, but I think Bray and Broken put together could be massively over. And I feel like the next step would be having those two characters who have, you know, through thousands and millions of years... I'm doing the finger thing, by the way, mm-hmm. for people at home. <laughs> to, Literal air quotes. Yes, to want to or need to, for whatever reason, vanquish the demon Finn Balor. Boy, I just... And, I mean, and you know what would be fun? Is if they treated regular Finn different than the demon. They they have no issues with regular Finn, but they need that demon vanquished. I just look at... I, I would look at that as a major step down for Finn Balor. Do you? Yeah. I mean... The the club you could you could you look you got the club together they can face for the tag team champions yeah that, that I mean, would mean something I, I yeah I just I don't know the Bray Wyatt thing it's just it's so played on me and and the Matt Hardy it, it, it to me it's just it's not interesting anymore and the problem the problem with their characters isn't the characters it's the fact that they never win bray wyatt goes on and on about how he's the eater of worlds and he's going to do this and he's going to do that and at the end of the day the only thing he's the eater of is pins right i mean finishing moves what yeah he eats finishing moves because tell me what one feud has he ever won it's been a long time. He just, I mean, you know, he... He came out on top for a short time versus Randy Orton, but eventually, you know... But Orton won that feud and moved yep. on to Jinder Mahal. I mean, you know, you had the feuds with Cena. You had the feuds with, you know, anybody but Roman Reigns. And that and, character and should be one of the top five characters in the WWE. They they could use a character like... I mean, it's kind of, alt, you know, it's it's undertaker light kind of thing. But it still has... It would still have a place... Bray Wyatt single-handedly carried him versus the Undertaker feud all by himself. If you're, all by himself. If you're going to do something like that, I would rather see I would rather see Bray Wyatt get back together with the Bludgeon Brothers and have them fight the club. They're too far gone. Right. I I've I have dead and buried are the Bludgeon Brothers, yeah. and you're but not put getting Wyatt in that same casket. Just, yeah. They're all they're all dead. To and me. you're not going <laughs> to put Bray with Braun. Although that would be cool with where Braun is right now, but he's a totally different character than the black sheep he was when he first came in with the Wyatt. So I could there that as silly as it sounds, that could end up being a WrestleMania match where you just had Braun Strowman just destroy Bray Wyatt. If they're if they're ready to give up on the Bray Wyatt character. I I wanna see Bray Wyatt brainwash. Give me a good six months where Braun is just brainwashed by back under his control 
doing his bidding, even even maybe just handing over, almost like a million dollar man esque, mm-hmm. handing over the championship to him. See, I think I think Braun, I think Braun at this point has advanced far beyond. I agree. Anything to do with Bray Wyatt? Yeah, I, think, I, mean, you're, you're I would talking, even talk to him passing in the hall right now. No, you're you're talking. I mean, Braun Strowman is well, like we said before. There's three elite male wrestlers in the WWE. He's one of them. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns and Brock, and Brock Lesnar. So really, I mean, Braun Strowman, all he needs to do, I mean, realistically, why should he even wrestle on Raw? Because who would fight him? Nobody. And, yeah. I like the fact that he's destroying people. Yes, and, hey, that's, that, and that's all he should do. That's is all he should do. Flip things over and destroy people, and ultimately his... His buildup is: I'm just, I'm gonna wreck the ring. I'm gonna tip over trucks. I'm gonna do everything I can until you put me in the ring with the champion because mm-hmm. that belt is coming to me. I mean, I, I'm okay with that. Other than that, you know, anything, anything below that, anything mixing it up with Finn Balor or mixing it up with Bray Wyatt or anything like that is is a step down for Braun. And they, Braun's their money. You know what would be great? Ray Wyatt is not, he's not a money character anymore. The first thing I would do with Braun after giving him a title, let's say he won the Universal or, or title, right? Is I would have him come out in the middle of the ring and be like, I'm not leaving this ring. I am the top. I'm the champion. Somebody come make me. Then you show me in the back, Kurt Angle begging whoever the t- tag team champs are. You know, hey, listen, go out there. No, let's mm-hmm. say Cesaro and Sheamus. Come on, I need you to go out there and get rid of them. No, we're not going out there. I'll, I'll put a big bonus in your paycheck this month. All right, you know, motivated by money. They don't really want to. He comes out there, clobbers them down, and then he takes the titles, and that's how he starts his run for I Want Every Title. See, I think I think what you're going to see, you know how I love the fantasy book, I, I think the only... They might put the Intercontinental title on Braun Strowman only to get him to SummerSlam where he walks out and he says, title for title, I want the world title. That would be that would be great. If because the, I think ultimately, I think that's where they're going. Here's the problem, though. That would be great if the Intercontinental Championship meant something to Braun. To, to me, I, I can see Braun as the Intercontinental Champion because part of me is old school wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I remember when you were the Intercontinental Champion, you were the number one contender. Yep. But now it's not that way. And and to me, Braun Strowman shouldn't care about a title. Or sh- shouldn't care about that title. He should care about the big title. And maybe if he gets a big title, then he would want the second title and the Eater titles or something. I don't know. Either way, the start at Intercontinental would not feel right for me. See, I would, li- I would like to see him, because I don't think he's ever had a belt, right? No. Never been the champion. I would like to see him beat The Miz at WrestleMania, take the Intercontinental title, and just, I, you know, and he comes out on Raw and he says, I'll de- I'm defending this every week all the way to SummerSlam, and at SummerSlam I want the champion, you know. Or, but I think eventually he's the guy that they're going to put the title on, and maybe at that point, maybe then you get the bad guy shield back that they realize the only way that they can compete with Braun Strowman is as one. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. But and I think I think Braun. I, it's kind of funny because they've been building up the Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar for the better part of the last three years, and every time they just about get there, somebody else comes along. Whether it's Seth Rollins and the and that was the, a phenomenal moment, by the way. 
Yep. Seth Rollins cashing in at WrestleMania. I yep. did not see that coming. Well, you had Seth Rollins, and then last year Goldberg comes out of nowhere, and it's like, well, we've got Goldberg. Let's put him in with you know because we can make a lot of money mm-hmm. off that. Roman Reigns will be around a year from now. We can still get back to Reigns and Lesnar. And now it's like, even though Lesnar beat Strowman, and that's why I don't think that you would. I mean, I for a moment I thought, could they possibly have Braun Strowman win the Elimination Chamber? And if and if they don't, somebody's got to pin him, right? I mean, you can't you can't be eliminated. What about from the elimination chamber without getting pinned? What about a three way? I hate the three ways. I do too. But would it be? Well, we haven't we? We've done that though, right? I mean, we had Kane and Braun yes, Strowman, and now it's. But we all knew Kane was there to take the pin. Yeah. But what if it was Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, and Brock Lesnar? Who takes the pin? You know, now you got three guys that you don't know who's going to take the pin. Right. Um, well, I think it's already been decided that Roman Reigns is going to beat Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Brock Lesnar is eating a pin at WrestleMania, which is fine. And that's to Reigns, and that puts Reigns over. You don't need Braun Strowman in that match because the outcome is going to be the same. If and And, and I would say it like this. And so, okay, so you say, well, let's not have Roman Reigns beat Brock Lesnar. Let's have Braun Strowman beat Brock Lesnar. I've got it. I've got it. You give me a WrestleMania where Braun Strowman is not on it, right? Mm-hmm. Where where Braun has missed out, not to his fault, but, you know, somebody takes the pin in the elimination chamber. Maybe he just gets thrown through so many pods he can't move and they wheel him out or something. I, I, I don't know. He just doesn't win. Now, you go into WrestleMania with like 20 matches, right? And Braun Strowman shows up, and you have all these fake matches that aren't really going to see the air that he goes in and just destroys to eliminate some of these matches that make me think he's mad. And then he goes in and just takes out whoever the Miz is taking on at for the Intercontinental Championship. Mm-hmm. And then he's like then you have, you know, Angle say, look, you 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 gotta go out there now. You've created this problem for me. Mm-hmm. And that's how you go into it. That that to me is the only way that he's forced into an Intercontinental Championship match. I'll give as you as stupid a, as that sounds. I'll, I'll I'll give you a good one that I think you might like. And let's, then we'll start wrapping this up. Let's get through WrestleMania and let's finally get Lesnar and Reigns out of the way. Because if we don't, if if it's not Lesnar and Reigns at this WrestleMania, it will become the match. It'll be like Mayweather-Pacquiao where it's like we've never seen these two guys fight. Put them in the ring already. So let's get through it and let's and and then shortly after that will be Money in the Bank. Braun Strowman wins Money in the Bank. <laughs> And Braun Strowman, instead of cashing in Money in the Bank, simply comes out with his briefcase and lays out the champion every week. Yeah. And then just and just steps on him with one foot, but he never turns in the case. Maybe not every week, but maybe like every other week or every third week, Braun Strowman just waylays the champion. Mm-hmm. And just, and just basically pins him, but without a referee. He just steps on top of him with one foot and counts one, two, three. And the crowd just eats it up. And finally, you get to that point at SummerSlam and you say, you know what? I'm cashing this in. I'm going to let you know I'm coming this time. I'm cashing this in right now. I'll see you at SummerSlam. 
and then he lays him out again. But I mean, that way, whether it's Reigns or whether somebody else has the belt, because I don't, to be honest with you, I don't see Roman Reigns being a long-term he can't champion. He just doesn't have the charisma for it he right do, now. He doesn't have the champion's charisma. He doesn't. I mean, and, he and, will in a few years when he becomes a little more seasoned. Yeah. As weird as that sounds, he's to a it. better chaser. Yes. Um, he's the, a better shield. I yeah. mean, together. Yep. It's the, still the only time when the three come out, he gets shared, and, and and you you need to keep the shield kind of together. But they're doing what I kind of had said that they need to do is. You keep the shield together. They all go do separate things, even though one of them's hurt. And you bring them back for meaningful moments. But you never break them up because you only have one more shot at the shield. Yeah, I agree old. with that. You got one more. And, and I think the next time that the shield comes back, they got to be heels. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I, I think that would be the one thing that you could give Braun Strowman after WrestleMania. Because logic, logic is going to dictate that whoever wins at WrestleMania... Let's assume for a second that it's Roman Reigns because that's what everybody thinks it's going to be. If it's Roman Reigns and Braun and Brock Lesnar disappears for a while, what, how how do you not give Braun Strowman a title match if he's just ripping everybody apart? Mm-hmm. He would be the logical guy. You'd have to really work hard not to give him a title match. I agree. So I think he just gets the money in the bank, and for some reason they keep weaseling Roman Reigns out, and maybe that kind of even adds to this heel persona that. You know that Roman Reigns is ducking him, and and he just comes out and beats people down. And I wish, and I don't know how you do it, but it would be great if Braun Strowman could get that belt without the ladder. <laughs> I mean, seriously, yeah. I don't know how you do it, and you'd have to do some wrestling trickery where you slowly lower it when it gets time to that moment. Mm-hmm. But there needs to be that moment where Braun just reaches up or he tears something down to bring that belt down to him. I don't want to see him climb a ladder to get it. Yeah, now you got my head spinning. What else? How else can you get the belt off the hook? I don't know. What if he just? What if he just went in there with the other five, six, seven people and just laid them all out and stacked their bodies up? And they just stood under the belt and just gave the big bronze scream, and the belt fell down. <laughs> you could do that. You'd have to have it on some sort of pop timer yeah. or, or something, and I wouldn't be mad about that. Mm-hmm. I would be like, oh my gosh. I just. I think that. I think that the twelve-year-old kid in me would come out at that moment. I think that that would be kind of cool, though, uh, in in a Money in the Bank match where he could. I mean, you could even have him climb the ladder, but in, but before he climbs the ladder, like maybe that maybe he just beats everybody down, and the ladder is still halfway up the ramp. Mm-hmm. But he's beating these guys so bad that he has thirty seconds to walk up there, walk the ladder all the way back. Maybe a couple guys start getting up, and he just you know chops them back down again, but. I mean, you could just you could put him if you could ever have a squash match in the Money in the Bank match, that would be it. Where you just have him come out yeah. and squash people, and I think that's whether it's the Elimination Chamber or Money in the Bank or some or somewhere along the line. You know, I even mentioned about at WrestleMania doing that with the with the Battle Royal. There's nothing wrong with using a main event match as a squash match. Okay with that. They did it well. They did it before with Brock and uh, John Cena. Brock Lesnar got more hay out of beating John Cena with the 800 suplexes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, that's where Suplex City was born in that match. But that that gave him street cred immediately. Exactly because it was like, well, we've never seen anybody just come out and ragdoll 
John, John Cena. No, never. And we've never seen anybody just get like 20, what is it, 23, 20, however many It was many something suplex. crazy. We've never seen that before. And I think you could do something like that where you've never seen a battle royal where a guy like Braun Strowman gets in there and just throws all 19 guys out. I'm okay with that. I mean, just two at a time. He's grabbing one guy with each hand and just, you know, all the Apollo Cruises and Titus mm-hmm. O'Neils. And my last guy on the list, Jinder Mahal. Who's going to be? It, think of think of the career arc that this guy's been on in the last year. He was in the Battle Royal. He went all the way up to World Title, and he's going to be back in the Battle Royal again at this and, WrestleMania. And he held the title for <laughs> half the year. Held the title for half the year, and he's and he's going to return to the Battle Royal because there's nothing there for well, him. Yeah, but I think there would if if they brought the brains together, he would have had more of an opportunity to be doing something meaningful right now. I think that they could have made him. I think he could have worked. He's just not a very good wrestler. No, not yet. His, but he's his, getting there. His, I mean, his look is good. His character is good. It's just at the end of the day, all he is is punches, kicks, and kind of a weak finisher. That yeah. I what, mean, what they really need to do, and I hate to say this, but I've been thinking about this: bring back the League of Nations and make them a real deal stable. I thought the League of Nations mm-hmm. was a great idea. And, and just don't make them a bunch of goofs. Right. Make them go out and be a, a force. Yeah, anti-American. Yep. And in in a force. You're correct. And where Cesar and Sheamus are now, if you brought the League of Nations back, these guys mm-hmm. are have been amazing together. And you you bring in uh Jinder Mahal, maybe a Canadian? I I don't think Rude would work work good there but you, you bring in one more member pd williams just listening to this going sign me to 205 live i could be in the league of nations i don't think pd williams wants to go to 205 <laughs> live honestly and not even pd williams could save 205 not even pd williams would want to be on 205 live right now i know that for a fact i don't know pd williams versus ricochet that could be fun. Yeah, the the Canadian Destroyer versus the, what is it, the 630 or 640 or whatever. Ring of Honor would be amazing. WWE, you wouldn't be able to see half the shit they could do. Excuse my language. Yeah. So, all right, what else? Anything else while we wrap this up? No, I think I think we've covered it. We got, uh, you know, WrestleMania. There's going to be a lot of rumors. There's going to be a lot of stuff and that we'll we get be, to talk about yep. in the future. But, uh this no, is right now. This is the you know the weekend edition, the first weekend edition yeah. we're doing. So we just wanted to sit down and talk. Yeah, and I think uh, you know there's a lot of stuff. It, Ronda Rousey's the she's the linchpin for this whole thing, right? And it'll be interesting because she's going to start being on Raw. I've, I've one of what I've heard on a weekly basis. And Good. That'll be interesting because if she's going to be on there every week, she's going to have to talk. I think she can talk. If she look, can, she can fight. She can talk. And, she, and she, she's in movies. I mean, it's not like she's afraid of a microphone, but she's going to have to be really, really good or else I think you could see a Roman Reigns situation where people are just going to, just for fun, are going to turn on her. Right. You know, and if that happens, maybe it's a blessing for WWE because they could make her the heel that they should have always made Roman Reigns. They, they'll hopefully learn their lesson, but... If they're smart, that's the main event at next at next WrestleMania. Roman uh, Roman Rousey, Ronda Rousey versus Asuka, main event. Either either that or in some fashion the four horsewomen, and that might come up before then. But uh, I hope it does. I, I don't just, feel like that's yeah. a good WrestleMania thing. But I want to see Ronda Rousey versus Asuka, both of them undefeated. 
Yeah, and maybe, and if I know you don't want Ronda Rousey on SmackDown, but if you could get those two women both with belts and both undefeated. That's how you unify them that, when that you, time you comes. You unify those belts a year from now, and somebody, that, somebody's taking a pin. That would be interesting. Unification matches at, at WrestleMania. They announced mm-hmm. now that they're getting rid of it, but at re- next WrestleMania, you already announced who, whoever the two champions, the two women, the two tag team, and the two universal and, and world mm-hmm. all get unified. And the winner of the Royal Rumble will turn it into a triple threat match. Yeah, I and, and the only thing I would say, I and mean, most of the matches or the title matches are pretty well set right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not gonna. I mean, Nakamura's got it. He legitimately has a shot at a title because he won the Royal Rumble. Right. And Asuka has the same. She's gonna fight for a belt. I don't think. I think even if let's say for a second that they just blow it up and say, you know what, there's no more brand split. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you have to unify those titles right away. You could build a nice program with the two different uh, tag team titles. I think you unify them at WrestleMania. If you're going to unify them, you go a whole year where you have two. And you could you could still make it interesting where everybody's jockeying. If you want, you have three opportunities. You can win the Royal Rumble or be one of the two champions to beat the main event of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody's jockeying weekend. And that championship could change so many times into the road to WrestleMania that you just don't know who, who either one's going to be. I, well, and I think that's something that would make... I don't think 20 years ago, you, because you have to promote it and you have to put it... Right. Now, in the day and age of the internet, where promotions can change instantly, I would like to see more of that where, you know, like you said, we need some surprises. I would like to see the Elimination Chamber where... The guy you thought was going to win doesn't win, and that's okay. It's okay, you know. I mean, I I keep thinking that there's no way they're going to get away with Reigns. There's still this little flicker in the back of my brain that thinks, you know what? They're going with Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. It's I would say right now it's like ninety five to five percent. Okay, that it's Roman Reigns, but it's not a hundred to zero. I think it's a hundred to zero that Nakamura and AJ are fighting. Yes. I think it's 95%. I just wonder if maybe, because if not, I mean, think about this. Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman are both in the Elimination Chamber together. You can't get out of there without getting pinned. Mm -hmm. Somebody's eating a pin. So is it Roman Reigns or is it Brock Lesnar? And there's a lot that you can do. I think you, you know, and we've seen in WWE where some guy gets taken out and then comes back. Mm -hmm. You never know. It'll be interesting. So... And the fact that they're jockeying the first this seems like the first time as we wrap this up that that I remember them talking about whoever loses as the first one out of the pod. I thought we saw it was just random, you know. It, yeah, I, I did too, and I I, I don't well the, I don't like the idea of them fighting for who gets to be the last guy in when all of the entrants haven't even been announced yet, and you're already having a three way for who gets to come out last. Yes, so. and then you had a match for who comes out first between you know. <laughs> So I, the the booking is, it's not bad, but it's just it's so uncreative, right and, now. and it really, I, I don't like. It. I mean, when you have a product that is based in fiction, you have to base that fiction in believability. There has to be okay. some rules to that universe that right. you stick to one hundred percent, and they don't. I mean, it's it's like watching a horror movie. Mm-hmm. We know that we know that somebody like Freddy Krueger doesn't exist, but there are rules set up within that movie that make us engage with that character. 
and understand that there's still, even though it's an illogical movie, there's logic in t- in putting the story together. And that's the same thing that you need in wrestling. It's illogical that wrestling exists because obviously you can't drop a guy on a skull in a pile driver and expect him to live through it. Yeah. Okay? But we as fans are willing to forego that reality as long as you give us reality in the build. Yes. You know, we're, we're, we, we understand that this is a magical place and that these guys aren't really getting hurt or at least not getting hurt in the way that we think they're getting hurt. Mm-hmm. But... You still have to the the build and the 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 logic has to be there. And when you when you have matches, you know, somebody mentioned this to me the other day, and it really kind of makes sense. Why should Ronda Rousey get to fight for a title at WrestleMania? Why should she even be in the consideration? She's never fought a match in her life in this company. Would it, let's say you flip it around? Would Charlotte Flair be able to go to MMA and fight for the world title in MMA? With a zero and zero record, makes sense. So why why should somebody come over and not have to build up their resume? I mean, at least you have Oscar who went through the NXT and established but, herself. But I will say this: she's not fighting for a title. If if you live in the reality, and what we know right now is facts with Ronda, she comes out, she points at WrestleMania, and and that's it, right? Mm-hmm. So. You don't know. And and if you go by what the WWE has told us, you don't know if she's really wrestling for a title at WrestleMania. She just points to say she'll be there. We assume she is, which is a very good assumption. But in the world and the story that they're telling, maybe that's why they haven't told us who she's wrestling because maybe she isn't wrestling. Maybe there's a storyline being built up where she has to earn it. So I will disagree with whoever told you that, that it's not it. I mean, it's kind of a given with the contract. In in reality life, it's kind of a given. But in the story that they're telling, they never came out and said she was doing a, uh, going for the championship. I just, I just want, I want my wrestling, I want the storylines to be believable because it exhausts all of my brain power to <laughs> have to ex- do that to accept this as real, even though I know it's fake. Other than Braun Strowman in his. You know, over yeah. the top feats okay. of strength. But even that, we, we look at that and it's kind of comical, but it's like, okay, it still establishes the fact that this guy's a freak of nature. Mm-hmm. Okay. And even though it's way over the top and no human being is ever going to flip a semi over, it still gives Bronded us that, it. <laughs> it still gives us that visual. But what I'm talking about is when they, it, when they have such sloppy booking where they say, "All right, well, we're gonna we're gonna have a three way match to see who gets to be the last guy out of the pod," and you haven't even announced all the guys that are in the pods yet. That's sloppy booking to me because it doesn't take much thought to say, "Well, what about next week when those guys are fighting? Why don't they get a chance to be the last? Why are these three guys? Why are these three guys who lost their matches getting another chance when other guys haven't got any chance?" Okay. You know, and then you, I mean, you get there's all sorts of examples like that. Like, you know, why is why is this guy in the in a four way match to be the number one contender when he hasn't won in six months? I mean, it's that's all for another podcast. It's all for another podcast. So let's promote. Time for you to promote. What do you got? 
Well, we can. We're gonna. Get I remember, the, you have Twitter. You never use it. Now. I never. I know. It's. It's. Uh, get back on it. I, well, you know, right now I, I'm working on the I'm working on the blog, and we're gonna really start firing that up leading Good. into WrestleMania, and it's it's uh, blog blog sharpshooter, mm-hmm. and I'll I'll start posting on Twitter when we start having the you know the matches leading up to, and certainly Ronda Rousey's gonna give us a lot to talk about. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lay out my idea for the women and what direction they should go. That's my next uh, that's my next next blog entry onto perspectives. And I believe two weeks from now, PD and I will be talking to James Ellsworth. I'm a little giddy about that. That James Ellsworth, that's a, an interesting story. About I mean, that guy, that guy was literally turned nothing into something. Of, he was a piece of meat that they threw in the ring and said, "Here, go be a piece of meat." Yeah. And he turned it into not only a, a shot at the world title in WWE, but now a career beyond WWE. I know. So I mean, that's. I'm a little excited about that. That that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of so, cool. So we got that going on. Remember, head over to WrestlingPerspectivePodcast.com. There's the blog that will be updated. PD's wrestling dates. Uh, he's not doing anything the month of February, so those will be updated next month. You can catch all the podcasts there. It, there we go. Can I just say, you know, because I've seen PD wrestle live. You know, yes. in, not not just on TV, but in these smaller shows. It's amazing to me. How much, how much he really likes it, and how into it he gets. I mean, even whether it's a ten thousand seat arena or it's a five hundred folding chairs thing around mm-hmm. the ring, he he puts it himself into it. I mean, it's it's important to him, regardless of crowd size, that he puts on a good show, and it's he's really fun to watch. I mean, it's just he's a pro. He's 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 in it. Next week, you and I should tell stories about when we've gone to a couple of the shows with them and just sat around with them, put the match. I think to to to, to the people that don't go to independent shows, I was one of those people. I looked down on like independent shows. I'm not going to a VFW hall for 20 people and see these. Dude, I love it now. I was amazed. I, I was blown away, and and I don't I don't want to say it now because we'll get into it with the next show. I was blown away at what I saw. In you know, I mean, basically a warehouse. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like wow, you know. I mean, and, and and the commitment and the dedication to the craft, not just from Petey, who's obviously made a uh, is, is a world yeah. famous name, but I mean, some of these guys that you, if you're outside of that little town, you wouldn't even know who they are. But the amount that they put into it, and these guys are, you know, they have normal jobs, but on Saturday they're out there bumping around, and they're this character, and it's just, it's amazing Way to me. Way more interesting than I thought. Yeah, it is. It's amazing to me how, how, how much of their heart is into something like that, because that's what it is. They're not doing it for the money. They're living the dream we they're all want to live. Yeah, they're just, they're, they're out there just bumping around and doing, I know you want to be a manager. I just, do. Just anybody, oh. just, just one of those, any of those guys. I just, would be, that would be the pinnacle for me is to be able to manage somebody. Would you be a heel or would you be a face I manager? have to be a heel. I feel yeah. like I would be the cocky, pretend to be rich, pretentious heel kind see, of See, I, I could see, you, you, you would always have like, you know, like little Mr. Fuji powder Yay! pills or stuff like that. You know, or I like a loaded cane yeah. or something like that. I mean, there, there's no way you Brass could be knuckles. a face guy. Yeah. But you know, the, the problem with that is, is that if you're a heel manager, at some point, somebody's going to lay you out. I would take a hit. As much as I'm afraid that would really hurt, I would do it. 
I just, uh, I, 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 I think you're a one-hit wonder. I think one guy lays you out. I'm not sure you get up. Probably not. All right, guys. This is the <laughs> Wrestling Perspective Weekend Edition for this week. We look forward to talking to you guys next week. The, the, this is Sunday when we recorded it. It will be released immediately. But next week we'll do it Friday night, Saturday morning, and we'll have it out to you guys for the weekend. So enjoy the weekend. Have a good week at work. WrestlingPerspectivePodcast.com. Thank you, Steve. Take care, everybody.